Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of In That Number. We have another treat for you today as we welcome John Smith to the show a little later on. He's here to discuss the Saints Foundation's Big Bike Challenge and a charity a little bit closer to his heart called Scotty's Little Soldiers. It's a story that must be heard, so please make sure you stick around and hear what he has to say. We also have a bit of a chat about Saints also. We've got yesterday's lacklustre showing at St James's Park. Um, we'll look ahead to next week's doubleheader as we travel to Watford on Tuesday and welcome Bournemouth to St Mary's next Saturday. I'm your host, Ray Hunt. Follow me on Twitter, at RayHunt84. Follow my co-host on at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show on at Number Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram on In That Number Podcast. Send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions on In That Number Podcast at gmail.com. Rate us, review us on iTunes. Let me bring in my co-host now, um, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Hello. Actually, firstly, before we discuss your hangover. Okay. I just want to say um, happy birthday to Mrs. Moscow Mush. Ah, thank you. I'll pass on your regards. Thank you. But yeah, um, anyway, hangover? Yes, yeah, obviously, um, Mrs. Kevin's birthday. Uh, we were celebrating yesterday. Um, so yeah, we, we were drinking quite a lot. The Russians do like to drink, I don't know if you heard. But, um, oh, this is new yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, they are quite the drinkers. Um, so yeah, we were drinking all, all day and all evening. And the Saints didn't really uh, give me any reason to, to stop drinking, uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, so it was yeah, more, more sorrow drowning at the end of that. Um, but yeah, you know, battle through. Uh, we'll have to we'll march, march on. Uh, how about you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's um up and down week. I suppose I said um, goodbye to my granddad on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was a sad day. Um, and my my girl has been at the theatre all week so she's been busy so yeah um, Caitlin my daughter was yes it was an amazing week for her um, just want to say well done to her um, and then yeah and then I'm straight back down again 
with the result yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, I've got to say, yeah, well done to uh, the West End's next star. Although um, I don't think she should be listening to this podcast uh, with, with with some of the very foul language that, uh, that, that you you, you, you yeah. come out with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could just go at the beginning. There's no swearing so far, so we'll be all right. Um, so news Shit. this week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, news this week. Yes. Do you want to start? Um, well, yeah, you must have heard of um, first appointment uh, since um, the head rolling, as we thought, stops. Um, but yeah, Martin Glover coming in from Everton as the new chief scout. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, we did, did talk maybe about Ross Wilson moving on, um, but I mean, because he's uh, interim director of football now that Les Reed's gone, yep. uh, I guess he's kind of been shuffled. Um, up, up the hierarchy a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Martin Clever, this guy's coming. I mean, what, what do you make of him? I, I don't really know an awful lot about him. I know that he um, he used to be a PE teacher. Um, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, and I know he worked at West Ham, Leeds, and Blackburn before he went to Everton. Um, and he's UK based, I think, isn't he? So, you know, all the well, being a PE teacher is going to just scout all the all the kids in school, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, I don't really know an awful lot about him, but, yeah, welcome to the club. Yeah, we're already make, making one of that allegations, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, welcome, Martin. Um, I, I don't he's not signed yet, has he? Uh, but it looks no. like it's all, all but signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good to have people going in rather than just... Out, there's a lot of vacancies at the club at the moment, so it's good that we have one. Speaking of going out, um, I've heard that Charlie Austin has been told that he is free to leave um, come the summer. Um, but his, I mean, Hassan Hill has praised his attitude, saying that he's the type of player that he needs around. He's always, always positive. But I guess it just mm. depends on whether, you know, Charlie Austin wants regular first team football. Or he's happy just to play a bit part. I guess that's all down to him. Um, but yeah. So we could see him off. In, in yeah, the I think at this stage of his career, he wants to be playing regular first team football. He wants to be in the starting lineup. He's obviously not going to get that Saints. And yeah, I mean, he's been told he can go. You know, I get the feeling that he's been told a lot earlier that he can go. But um, I think it's maybe finding uh, willing takers that seems to be the problem. Yeah, I mean, he may find himself down into the championship next season, or well, we don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I hope he stays because I'm still a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'm, I'm happy if he stays, but I mean, if he goes, it's obvious why. And mm-hmm. um, I think we all know that we probably do need another striker of some kind. Sure. Um, Natural goal scorer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's barely a tenor season. Mm. Yeah. Uh, striker, sorry. Yeah, it seems for the for the way he's on. Exactly. Maybe, maybe to, to, to let him go. Um, I also heard a bit of news in the week about um Jordi Classy. Um, he's been fined after a public bust up between him and Feyenoord manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. And apparently, he mm. used to shake his hands as well. Um, so that, that's kind of thrown his future at Feyenoord in doubt. Possibly get a chance back at Saints now. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Hudson Hurtle feels about him. But, I mean, when we signed him, I was I was happy about it. Um, he, mm. he was a Cumin product. 
at Feyenoord before. Um, yeah. He's obviously signed a five-year deal back in 2015. It hasn't really worked out. I, I, I do think he's surplus to requirements now. But, I mean, give him a chance, why not? Uh, I don't know, I think. But, well, um, yeah, he has fallen out with Van Bronckhurst. I don't necessarily that means... I think he means he's coming back to Saints. Um, I mean, Van Bronckhurst leaving at the end of the season and Yap Sam's supposed to be taking over, isn't he? So mm. maybe new manager might um, think, might yeah, this is the guy we need might to sign, sign him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another bit, um, just quickly, I want to talk about Sofian Bufau. We scored a brilliant goal yesterday for Start With Ego. Um, if you get a chance to, to watch it, do it. Um, would you welcome him back? Yes. Yes, straight away. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh. I, 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 he has all the quality. I'm not doubt. I'm not denying that he's he's got quality. He's got skill. He's, he's super talented. We know that. But he's just lazy. Uh, he doesn't work enough, and I don't think Hasn't hurt. Well, he won't stand for it. If he wants to well, come yeah. back into this team and he wants to work his socks off, because you know, the you know the the energy that they play with now, then fine. If he's willing to play play like like he is for Celta Vigo. Yeah, I welcome him back, but he just needs to put the work in for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just want to see um, how he does get on with Aston Hutton, so we can we know once and for all um, if if Aston Hutton can, you know, take a look and say, right, you've got talent, but you know, you're going to, have to work as hard as the rest of the lads. And if he if he manages to do that, I think we could have a very good player on our hands. It's yeah. just I don't know if Ralph can't do it. I don't think anyone anyone will. So at least give him a chance, like one last chance. Yeah, and, and I think we're we're ready to give up on El Yunusi. Ah, uh, he's looking that way. He's, yeah, has been, who, who has tried him out, hasn't he? In a couple of positions, but I mean, he's just done nothing. So. Right. Um, any more news? Yep. You? Another waste of money. Um, yeah. just a few. Yeah. Um. Uh, Harrison Reed. Um, on loan at Blackburn, and we talked about him last week. Uh, being man of the match. And yeah, now he's picked up an ankle injury in training. Uh, missed the uh, match against Nottingham Forest, and it looks like he could quite easily be out for the rest of the season. So um, yeah, with our best, it's probably best if he comes back to his own club. Yeah, it's a shame for Black. Sad. Mm. Yeah. And him. Yeah, and he's on such such a roll. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about. I think. I was more up selling him. You, you, you want to see him in the in, in the first team, give him a chance. Um, but yeah, <laughs> not really sure what's going to happen now. No, I have to wait until the summer. Um, uh, yeah, other lonely, uh Jake Hesketh, uh He's doing really well for MK Dons. Um, they're in second place in their promotion from League One. So yeah, hopefully um, they can. Uh, get out into into League One, and uh, finally, a bit of a rumour that we're considering a twenty million pound bid for twenty three year old Leeds United midfielder Calvin Phillips. Okay, no, I've not heard that one. Mm-hmm. Not Calvin Phillips, Calvin with a K. Calvin Phillips back now. He's he's a little bit old, but yeah. Um, <laughs> And also, I also do send Dushan Tadic. He's got a Champions League semi final against Spurs mm. after the wonder turnaround against you. Um, Playing really yeah. well. And also, a little bit of breaking news right now. Um, Everton have just scored their fourth of the afternoon against Man United. 
Um, yeah, Gee. just um, taking them apart. Not good United. Yeah, and actually Theo Walcott's just slotted away the fourth. So. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, when Theo Walcott's scoring, you know things are bad. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's okay. go into Newcastle. Um, so lost three one. Uh, Iosi Perez with the treble and Lamina with the Saints goal. So you know, out for nearly four months and then scores within 14 minutes of coming back. So yeah, good for him. Um, Saints 11, Angus Gunn in goal. Jan Bednarek, Maya Yoshida, Jack Stevens back in. Um, Bertrand and James uh, just a little correction. I should, it should be Jack fucking Stevens. I think that's what we're going to call him from now on. Okay, yeah, Jack fucking <laughs> Stevens back in. <laughs> uh, Ryan Bertrand and James Ward-Prowse. Um, James Ward-Prowse, yeah, on the, um, the wing-back role. Hoiberg, Romeo in the centre. Redmond and Sims anchoring Ings up front on his own. Bench of Long, Austin, Armstrong, Lamina, Forster coming back, Slattery and Ramsey. So, changes. Valerie with an illness. Uh, James Ward-Prowse steps in at wing-back and Vestergaard picked up an injury so Jack fucking Stevens steps in after two months as I say Um, it's a bit of a shuffle round Um, personnel changes as well like was that the factor for this result or was it you know know, the lack of quality that Saints have in depth Um, I'd say a bit of both and plus a little bit of kind of fatigue I suppose they just don't seem to be able to um in those high octane performances week after week it's not physically yeah. possible yeah um, and now you're worried that with the game just a, a couple of days away um, are they going to be able to get up to match day fitness um, I, I hope that the Westergaard thing's not serious I think I, it is just a niggle apparently but um, yeah if he's back then then maybe I'll give a bit more order and structure I mean I'm questioning um, whether Valerie was ill or whether it was just the rest that he needed because he's been playing a lot of football mm, he has um, but then you could say that James Ward-Prowse needs a rest as well especially with the three games coming in this week um, so yeah I don't know I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting Vestergaard to play some part this week um, but mm. I'm not sure about about um, Valerie I mean you got to think that the game, the, the Watford and Bournemouth games, they're both games that, that we could win. I mean, not saying that we're that much better than Watford, but I mean they've got one eye on the cup already. So mm-hmm. um, I think we could just like with Wolves, we can maybe take advantage of it a little bit there. And um, yeah, the same with Bournemouth. So I mean, maybe he's, he's resting players that he thinks, oh, I don't want to risk um, them getting a, an injury and missing out until the end of the season. Mm. If I can rest them against Newcastle, yeah, I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm but yeah, that's the case. Yeah. Um, okay. And so um, Macker as well. Yeah, he's um, he's supposed to have picked up a little bit of injury. In yeah, well, as well. I'm unsure. I mean, I've read some reports saying that he could be out for the season now. Ooh. So I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, that could just be bullshit. I don't know. But um, we're, we're forced to needing a lot of football as well. Maybe. Maybe Forster gets the game before the end of the season's out. I'd like that. Yeah, let him play him against Huddersfield when we're all Huddersfield, the yeah. <laughs> um, Saying that, we'll be in the relegation zone, right? Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so the game itself then. Um, do we want to talk about it, or should we just... Um, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I mean, as, as little as possible. Uh, okay, that, it's not the worst we've been all season, but... Oh, uh, do, do you think you not think? Because I'm... Well, maybe not all season, but I, I tend to think that this is probably the worst we've played under Hasenhurtle. Apart from that first game? Cardiff, yeah, I don't really... I mean, that was his first game, wasn't it? I can't, I'm not really going to take that, but I'm, I'm just... Performance-wise, I do... I mean, the result, obviously, Cardiff, but this, performance-wise, for me, was the worst performance of the season under Hassan, that's all. Um, yeah, worst of the year, for sure. Um, but is it worse than the 3-0 um, beat we got last season? What, to Newcastle, <sighs> you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably. I'm just a little bit um, upset with the fact that they... I mean, I hope... I mean, like I said, I think I touched on this last week when I said that they think they're safe. So, you know, they, they just drop off a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case because they are not mathematically safe and they do need to, you know, sort themselves out because that was not good. Especially for the you know for the fans travelling all that way. To see a performance mm. like that, it's, um, yeah, it's not good. It was, it was difficult. It was a really difficult one. And, you know, the way they started the game as well, it was... The the James Ward-Prowse booking, that was... Yeah. Crazy. I mean, I've heard a lot of pundits say that should be red. Really? Yeah. It's very because, far out. I mean, there was a long way to go, wasn't it? I think it was in their own half as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... Yeah. A lot of people were upset about it. and uh, <laughs> You know, the Newcastle United manage, oh, the management team, the, the, the guy who got sent off for it, I don't know who he was. Um, I got oh, yeah. for being for protesting it a little bit too too much, but yeah. Did he, he called another one calling Kevin Friend to come? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might be onto something. Um, what do you think? Do you think it was a red? I don't think so, um, and I think I think you know what I, I kind of understand Browsey because um, we've criticised players in the past for not taking one for the team and be like, well, you know, you're you're one on one there. Um, They've, they've got two on, and uh, it's either foul him and be what may, or almost certain goal. So, yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Mm. And it's not, like, it wasn't horribly, like, injury-causing reckless, you know? No, but then I do think if he was on a breakaway there, that would have been, yeah, you should say it would have been an almost certain goal. So what, at what point is that, does that become a red card? Um, is, it hmm. sure, is it purely distance because or is it just you know the, the, the recklessness of the challenge I think you know it's got to be either of them hasn't it like if it was a lot closer to the goal or if it was a, a lot more brutal a tackle um, then yeah I would have really been protesting against the red but yeah it's just you know one of these things you have, sometimes you have to do sometimes it pays off sometimes it doesn't sure okay so we, well, I mean yeah Got got a yellow card for it, but it was fine. Um, okay, the goal, the first goal. It's kind of like a Saints goal. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, like the, the high press from Newcastle. Um, they won the ball from Hoiberg. Uh, but I mean, Bednarik and Yoshida are kind of like marshalling Perez out the way, and he had a lot to do still, and just fired a shot across the face of Angus Gunn. Really nice goal. Um, don't attach any blame on. Angus Gunn for that. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't, maybe I was first off, but yeah, there's not much you could have done about that. Um, Bredner, on the other hand, should, should have done a lot better. Yeah, um, I mean... And just like, not make it through. Yeah, um, and I think they, they both went to the ball, didn't they? Pushing or stopping the shot when Rondon was left unmarked in the box, but it didn't matter anyway. But yeah, it's just, a lot of just not, not particularly organised, you know? No, no. Um, I think it might have been because, I mean, I mean, Bednarek had to shift over to the left side, didn't he, today? Uh, sorry, yesterday. Mm. Um, not used to that, obviously, all the, all the changes to defence, so he went over to the left side and it, it, he just looked uncomfortable all day, if I'm honest. Um, second goal, Saints sloppy with the ball again in the middle. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that question from Rondon just does that beautifully across. Yeah, do you know, I'm, 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 it was a perfect cross, um... But the defence was too slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure, too like, how Bertrand can, can just leave him there, you know, like, not, not you know, get in front of him or whatever. He had, he had a head start as well. He had a big head mm. start, and Perez was too quick for him. But not just that, the whole, you know, I think it was Yoshida and, and Bednarik that just didn't get back again in, in, in time as well. And, yeah, and... <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to take anything away from Newcastle because it was a good cross, but yeah. I'm just looking at it from a Saints point of view. Defensively, it wasn't good. It wasn't good enough. Bertrand wasn't quick enough, um, and we got paid. We paid the price for it. Yeah, but yeah, it was a very impressive goal from them. Mm, yeah, just uh, that, that stretch out of the lake that I don't watch it again and again. I still don't know quite how <laughs> he managed to, to get to it that way, but yeah. And then Hassan Hill made the changes. He took Sims and Stevens, sorry, Jack fucking Stevens off. Mm. Um, and Armstrong and Lamina came on. Um, change of formation, it was still, he does these positive changes from 2-0 down, still thinking that they can turn the game around. And it did, it did kind of work. I think both of them made a bit of an impact. Mm. Not instantly. I mean, I think Key hit the post at that point when, they, when we were 2-0 down, so that could have been three. Yeah, I mean, it could have been three before half-time as well, I mean, but for Bedarek's block there. Was but yeah, um, I thought, when, when the goal did go in, I thought, like, how, how are we still in this, you know? We're just a goal away from getting something from this game. Possibly could have at that point. And the um, Lamina goal, which is a very good goal, by the way. Um, yeah, There was a moment where um, Yoshida could have scored again. I was just thinking to myself, anybody else in that in that situation, it would have been two two, and then we would have been how how are we going to get away? You know, get away with this. But yeah, it wasn't to be the hat trick from um, Perez came, and it was just pressure from Newcastle. Couldn't clear the ball again, um, and Perez gets the final touch. It was the header, wasn't it? Just knocks it in, and that was it. Game over. Yeah. Just. Nothing I just gave up on it from then on. Yeah, well, it was right at the end then, wasn't it? Um, so, fair result. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, it would. Have, I mean, it would have been unjust if, if we'd have got a point from it. Mm. You know, trying to be objective about it. Yeah, of course, of course, wanted us to to win, but yeah, it's clear quite early on that just just wasn't to be. Yeah. Too slow defensively, um, too easy for Newcastle to get into the box. And I said before, I thought it was the worst performance under um, Hassan Hurtle. And the yeah. goals, where the goals came as well, two goals from the right, um, was a bit of a worry. I think they were attacking um, James Ward-Prowse. 
Yeah, do you think he works as a, as a right back? A right wing um, back? I think he will. He could do. I think there's always an option there. I just don't think um, right there and then it didn't seem to work with Jack Stevens coming into the team being out for two months and Bednarik shifting over to, to that side as well. I don't know. I mean, I know he went to the left, didn't he? Mm. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that it was just the... Just the unsettled defence. It wasn't. They're not used to the, the playing. You know that personnel that that way. Obviously, Bednarik shifting over to the left. James Ward-Prowse put Abby and asked to play there. Jack uh, fucking Stevens. Jack fucking Stevens. Yeah. Um. I think there's an option because you know that James Ward-Prowse is going to give you everything. I mean, he's always going to run up and down, up and down that wing for you and give you whatever you need. So yeah, I, I think it could work. And it is possibly an option, but. Personally, I'd like to see him in the centre of the park. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think Bertrand had a bit of a shocker as well. Bertrand goes through these patches, doesn't he, where, you know, he's he doesn't look like he's really up for the job. I mean, he had that, yeah. he had periods of that like that last season, I think, that he just didn't... He just got lazy coming back. Like, like I said, I don't want to to say that, you know, we're pretty much safe. To take, take the foot off the gas a little bit. I don't know. Because, I mean, we're not really now. I mean... No. Uh, Brighton, uh, um, they, they picked a point yesterday, didn't they? And um, watched that match, uh, Cardiff-Brighton as well. That, that was a really interesting one. Yeah. And so Cardiff and... Cardiff and Liverpool in a minute. So when, when Cardiff beat Liverpool... Yeah. We're going to be... Right. <laughs> Get good odds on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was it. Lost 3-1. And yeah, they don't travel well up there, do they? I mean, looking at their you know, previous fixtures there, last season was 3-0. They got a, I think they won the year before that, if I'm right, and then a couple of draws thrown in there. But yeah, mostly, whenever we travel up there, we, we tend to get beat quite heavily. Um, this is a completely different team to the one we played at home with, with that awful, dull, dreary, 0-0 draw. Yeah, that was when I think Newcastle only had one shot on target, didn't they? No, it wasn't yeah. on target, it was a Shelby 30-yarder that didn't trouble McCarthy, if I remember. Um, that, that was when, like, Hughes should have gone, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But, there you go. Never mind. Anyway, man of the match. Um, Lamina, I think. You know, he's been out for so long and we've been discussing like whether he deserves a spot in the first team or not. I think he's kind of made a decent argument there. Um, obviously, Hasn Hootel's seen the kind of mistake he's made in putting Jack fucking Stevens back in the defence. Um, so we'd rather be a, a man down there <laughs> in the back line and uh, have Lamina on. And uh, yeah, no, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not that's just, yeah. Um, I I agree. Um, I I think that in all it was difficult today because they were all playing under their normal standards. Everyone, I think. I think Ings was quiet. Hoiberg was really quiet. I mean, one of the most quietest performances he's had. Nothing seemed to work for Redmond. Um, the back three was slow and unorganised. Um, James Ward-Prowse was out of position, so difficult one. But um. Uh, and I think the game, it did start to change when we made those two um, substitutions when Armstrong and Mina came on. And Armstrong mm. made an impact there because he set the goal up. Um, but yeah, I, I would give it to Lamina. Um, the goal was good. Only been on the field 14 minutes. And don't forget, he just, just like had abdominal surgery. Yeah. And 
looking back at the game as a whole, the, what was the only positive of the game? The goal. So mm. I have to go Lamina also. Um, on to Watford. No, oh, yeah. Tuesday the 23rd, uh, 7.45 kickoff. Watford. Watford. Um, good season. Um, seventh at the moment on 49 points. I mean, they're ahead of Leicester, Wolves, Everton. Well, not after the 4 0 thrash now, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, apart from about, uh, yeah, it's not over yet. <laughs> ah, okay. I could still score five, but yeah. Um, that would be great, wouldn't it? Um, um, but, I mean, at the start of the season, I would have said that Leicester and Everton are, are going to top, top Watford, but I, I wouldn't say that now. And plus, mm-hmm. you know, they've got an FA Cup final to, to play for, so. Very, very successful season for them. They've got to be delighted with where they are. Yeah, yeah, I think um, what with the competition for that um, last Europa League spot or two, um, I think that's an interesting little mini league. I think they've um, come out surprisingly well. You know, they're looking looking good uh, despite them going all the way to an FA Cup final as well. So yeah, they, they've had an excellent season. Yeah. And um, yeah, Dafeo. I mean. Blimey. Yeah, great player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough one. It will be. Um, but we've got some decisions to make. As I say, um, James Wilkes had a tough day. He, you know, a lot of hard running. Got three days as well to recover from it. Lamina's back at the right time, I think, um, because we're going to need the whole squad. Um, Long innings, both had minutes. And I reckon Long may make, have a start against Watford. And then Ings will go back into the Bournemouth game. And it, I mean, I wouldn't rule out Charlie Austin maybe having a start at some point. Or having some minutes as well. Valerie, whether he's going to be back, I couldn't tell you. Um, and Vestergaard as well, little niggle. Maybe he'll be back. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a big week, though. I think it's all going to depend on you know how these injuries work out for us. If we can get the full strength squads on the pitch, I think we're going to have a chance. If not, I mean, then we're going to end up playing. There's also a lot like you against Newcastle. Yeah, but you, you need to rest these players as well. If you're playing three games across seven days, um, we need but to get everybody. We need to have a whole squad. But in terms of this like marathon season, I mean, this is the last sprint across the line. You know, you think that they could. Find just a, a little bit of little bit energy in there. Mm. Um, prediction? I'm going to go out on a limb and um, come out with the, the one old draw that I've been waiting for for God knows how long. You bastard, I had one one as well. About, but, <laughs> okay. but to be fair, I was torn because um, I don't think Saints are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Go in there. I don't think they're going to win. Um, so I, I, I could see a one-one, but at the same time, I can see us getting beat. And I don't think I can't see us not scoring. If that, if you know what I mean. I, but I now I kind of like have to edge towards one-nil Watford. Okay. So just to go different to you, I say one-nil. I did have one-one written down, but I'll go one-nil. Yeah, I mean, I've got a feeling that <laughs> you're going to be right this week. Um, <laughs> So yeah, 1-0 Watford. Alright. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm Bournemouth, Saturday 27th, 3pm. 
<laughs> it's always it's always a tough one to call against Bournemouth. I think they they just seem like seem like a team that's greater than the sum of their parts. Uh, and on pa- if you look at them on paper, I don't mean any disrespect from this, but they are. You think they're going to be bottom half. Um, but Eddie Howe, I don't know. He always amazes me. He just always seems to get the best out of his players. Uh, Callum Wilson this season's been brilliant. I think he's got twelve goals. Yeah, um, um, Wilson got his England call up and scored on his debut against the um, the US. Uh, where are they now? About thirteenth, fourteenth place. Forty-one points. Yeah. But I was just looking at their form as well, like their home form. Um, not great. They they got beat yesterday, didn't they, to Fulham. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they managed that after dicking Brighton 5-0. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, their away form isn't bad. Well, it's bad for us. Um, <laughs> so the last the last three away games, they've won two of them and they've scored seven. That's not bad, and they haven't conceded any in those in the games that they won. So the goals don't seem to be an issue for them. Mm. Um, which is why it's a really, really tough one, because they are they are going away again. Um, and again, it depends on how Ralph Hasner Ralph rotates the squad. And if we're going to be resting anyone for Watford, I mean, I would probably t- tend to, to rest more on the Watford game and then bring everybody back, like Valerie Vestergaard, in, back for Bournemouth and really have a go at them. So that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So with that, I'm going to say 2 0 Saints. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we're going to win as well. Uh, I think you know this is, we're in the same position last season, and that was pretty much the um, the game that kept us up last season. Um, I mean, I know we finally got across the line against Swansea in that six pointer, but mm. I think without that, you know, um, if we'd lost to Bournemouth, that would have been it for us. Um, so yeah, maybe we could do it again. I think psychologically it's an important match. Yeah, okay, not Derby, but um, still, you know, <laughs> not Derby. <laughs> they don't like to think it. If they, if they want to think that, then that's fine. Um, it makes it more interesting. Um, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with what I've written down, and that's one nil. One nil, Saints. Yeah. Yeah, I, I th- again, I think there could be a lot more goals than that. Mm. I mean, when Bournemouth lose, they lose. They yeah. really lose. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, got it. Three now. Okay. Three <laughs> 0 Yeah. You serious? Yep. Shane Long Hattrick. Yeah. Oh my God. Shane Long Hattrick. Right. Okay. You should put a bet on that. Um. Yeah. Good odds on that as well. Yeah. Okay. So predictions through the season. Um. We both went for a Saints win at Newcastle, didn't we? So, yeah. We fell miserably again. <laughs> This is good. Um, so the points still remain fifty forty eight to me. Um, it's, it should change next week because we've both gone. We've gone different for both of them. Actually, no, we both went for a Saints win against Bournemouth. But you know, if you get the score bang it's on, then it's yeah. going to make a massive bit of difference. Um, fantasy football this week. Yeah, um, it's been a bit of a quiet week in the fantasy football. Um, our winner this week with forty two points is uh, Laura's taking the test. That's what I'm writing. Uh, Everyone else got like I mean it's just so little it's not even magic you got new, you got twelve uh, I've got eighteen. Uh, did, did anybody go for um, Perez? Um, oh god, he was in there somewhere, wasn't he? But um, not as not as captain. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those players that I've, I've had in the season and he's just done, like, you know, nothing. You think, well, no point in having him. Then go out and score a hatchery. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, there's still quite a lot of games to play, all the Tuesday matches and um, Wednesday matches, they all count for this week as well. So, um, yeah, we'll give you an update next week on, on uh, both the game weeks. Yeah, okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, well, there, there was that, that little challenge that we did uh, with Josh Sims. Uh, do, you, do you have anything interesting at all? R- right, okay. So I said that I was working on something, and I kind of did, but then I threw it away because it just wasn't working. So I don't have a Sims chant for you. I'm sorry. Um, but I did happen to okay. stumble across a song that I heard on the radio... And I thought, well, that's a good idea. So I made a chant about somebody else. Oh, all right. Yeah, so I'm hoping that you'll let me off and you'll listen to this one and let me... Yeah. And then I, we can not talk about Josh Sims again because it, it made me a little bit angry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Um, I didn't want to embarrass my, myself on my own, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you, want, do you want to hear my, my new... Yeah, one? go on. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely intrigued. Okay, all right. Oh, my little speedy one, my speedy one, when you're gonna get back in the side, Lamina, oh, you make the midfield run, the midfield run, keep on running down the line, Lamina, never gonna stop, give it up, such a dirty slide, always get stuck in, what a touch, only 25, my, 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 woo, my, 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 Lamina. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible! <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, that's amazing. Oh, that's, it's that's not, the best it re- one. Yeah, it's really not. That's no, awesome. That's a knacker, isn't it? That's what? The knack. The knacker. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just heard it on the radio this week. Um, I don't. I can't remember where I was, and I thought, Lamina straight away when I heard that, and I thought, well, there's a chance he could be getting back in the side. So I recorded it before he actually did get into the team. So I was like, ah. Oh. Ah. I didn't record it. Perfect timing. I thought of it. And yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's to give a song to every man of the match from now on. <laughs> no. I'm going to make a stand and say no more chance next season. Oh, no. Not, no. Not from me. No. Um, well, but if it's anything like that, then I, I think it'd be criminal not to do it, mate. Oh, you flatter me. Um, no, no, that was awesome. Um... Okay, I do have something, and I've been sitting on it for a while. Uh, it was all in, inspired by you. Um, oh, okay. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, maybe a little bit of cultural appropriation. Maybe not cultural appropriation, more like cultural mutilation. Um, uh, but, yeah, okay, if, if you're ready for it, I think I'm going to give it a try. Yep. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. 
Sim Simmer, we got the fast ginger winger, 39, he ain't no scammer, he's a red, he ran down the flank in a rush, pass him the ball now for fuck's sake, 39, he ain't no skate, and I and I will repeat this song, hey! <laughs> Ad nauseum. <laughs> Brilliant, I, I, that was actually my idea, wasn't it, when, I, when we suggested it? Yeah, yeah and I found the original playground rhythm, and uh, yeah, <laughs> a bit of dance all there for you. <laughs> well done, that's brave. I mean, to get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, do you know what I had? The, the only thing that I had for that was um, D-Ream, things can only get better, and I was going to go Sims can only get better. Ah, I, I didn't do that for rings already, did I? No, I did... Um, I did um, All You Pretty Things by David Bowie. How can yeah. you forget? No, I just put my mood up forgetting what I did. No, I don't know what you did. Oh, I did, um, yeah, Danny, Danny M. Yeah, Sony M, yeah. No, I did, yeah. yeah I, so I thought things can only get better, and I thought, because you can only get better, um, I was going to try and do something yeah, like that, I, I, just, I couldn't think of anything. And it was Maybe we could do me. Jack fucking Stevens can only get better. I mean... Is is it possible to get any worse? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was it. Um, I hope right. you're okay with with that. Yeah, that's lovely. I mean, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, you, that, that's completely blown me away. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's good. Um, so t- to end the show this week, we're going to introduce you to our special guest. Um, we had John Smith on. Um, he's going to tell you his inspiration story. Um, he's going to talk about the Saints' big bike challenge and the charity Scotty's Little Soldiers. So yeah, I'm going to hand you over to, to that interview right now. Joining us now is our special guest John Smith, a Saints fan who's currently fundraising for Scotty's Little Soldiers by cycling a thousand miles. He's here to tell us all about it, so um, let's welcome John in, shall we? Hi John, how are you? I'm oh, fine, thanks Ray. Thank you for um, getting me onto the podcast. Well appreciated. No, not, not a problem. Yeah, well, no problem. Just care, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, start off by telling us about um, your experiences with the Big Bike Challenge for the Saints Foundation. Sure, so about, oh, going back to about October, 18 months ago, um, I joined the Saints ESFIT um, course. Um, I met about 12, 13 guys on that course. It was absolutely brilliant. I think it was about 18, 12, 18 weeks. Um, and it was a course basically to, to recondition guys with um, with a big waistband, um, well over 38-inch waists in, in their 40s, um, on to teach them how to eat properly again and, and how to condition their drinking and, and how to change their attitude to fitness. So I did that for about 12 weeks. I lost four and a half stone, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, wow. it, it did actually teach, you know, it taught me about those are things like going out on a Friday night, watch your rituals, okay, so you can have a few beers, and then all of a sudden, once you've had a few beers, which you've got a few calories in them, you're going to start eating all sorts of crap. You're going to go for the kebab, you're going to go for the crisps, yeah. you're going you're to go for all the crap food. So, um, they taught you about the, don't do that, or if you're going to do that, take a pint of water every now and then, um, and in, you know, Monday to Friday, when you're not drinking, change your eating habits, eat a lot of veg, etc. So it taught me a lot about reconditioning. I, it's something I knew, you know. We all know to eat vegetables. We all know not to 
eat um, a load of crap food, but we all do it. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, if you like, it was the spark. It ignited something in, inside me. And it just sort of motivated me. And it, it reminded me of when I was 18, when I was, like, in the um, forces. I was in the Air Force for 15, 16 years. And all of a sudden, bang, something lit in me, and I wanted to do fitness. I started to eat healthily. I started to uh, go to the gym three, four times a week. And I lost four and a half stone. Um, just it all dropped off. And I thought, well, what, what can I do as payback to the Saints Foundation? Um, so I decided to do the big bike challenge. I did that last year. Um, right back from the Etihad, all the way back down to St. Mary's. And it was, it was phenomenal. It was a really, really good experience. And it's one thing, if I could recommend anything to anybody that... Go out and seek out and find out what the Saints Foundation does and just go and do something with them because the Saints Foundation is a charity that is tied to the Football Cup by badge. So if the team is doing really well on the pitch, the foundation could do really well. But it's when the team doesn't do well is when it suffers the most. Uh, but it needs, it needs our help. And it, it's doing things for our community. It's helping people out that have, that have basically made bad choices in life or have got old and they need to be shown how to exercise properly to prevent, you know, hip replacements, whatever. And, it, and it, again, it shows people like me that get to be right fat bastards and need to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so how much did the um, first uh, big bite challenge you did raise? Um, I think they raised, in the end, I think it was about £38,000. They wanted 64000 um, Yeah, I saw that. I but that, I think yeah. the, the previous season, they were spoiled a little bit um, because it was a shorter ride. So last year was the furthest ride they'd done for a few years. Um, it was Etihad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so it, it was a lot further and it was three days, whereas I think previous rides were um, two days and it was a lot, obviously, easier for a lot of people to do the ride. Um, so... Really, if you're going to do a three-day ride, you're taking four days out. Um, one day to travel like the day before, mm-hmm. and one day on the Friday to ride, Saturday and Sunday. So um, it wasn't as popular. That said, we had a great bunch of people doing it, uh, and we raised 38000 in total. Um, this year, the, the total, I think, is 34000 I think, they want to raise. And, and last time I looked, they were well over 40%. Um, but, it, wow. you know, there's a way to go. There's three weeks to go to the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll do it. I'm, I'm hoping they'll do it. Uh, how many people go on the, the, the big bike ride? This year, they've got about 41,000 uh, 41, people. And uh, I think the aim is if, if everybody can raise £750, then it's pretty much covered the cost. But, obviously, you want to... You want to um, Get as much as you can for the charity. Um, all I'd say is it is such a fantastic experience. You raise money. The Saints fans last year were brilliant to me. When I, I decided in January that I was going to do this, I started to write a blog called Not, Not The Real John Dot Blog. Um, and I posted out there that I was going to do this ride. And then that was in the January. By middle of February, I'd, I reached my target of 1500 By the time I did the ride, it was £2,500. It was, it was phenomenal. The Saints fans oh, are, are just brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good ride. 
it's, it really is, I can't stress how much I think that if anybody likes to raise a bit of money and they want something that's relatively easy to do, this is something, it's an experience, but it's, it's great. Yeah, this is, this is really inspiring me to do something now. I don't know yeah, I think I could do with getting back on the bike. <laughs> yeah, because you, you, did a, you did a cycle, didn't you, around the UK? Yeah, we... You, uh, up, at, up at university. Yeah, as our kind of swan song, uh, me and the two uh, guys I was living with, first uh, you and Nick, um, we decided after a night out that we were going to try and uh, cycle through every English county. Um, That's for double that, yeah, that took us on a on quite a long journey. Um, but yeah, it wasn't very well planned or thought out. We, I don't think any of us had a bike <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so Kev, I wouldn't expect anything less with you. Uh, uh, thank you. But um, yeah, no, we, we cycled <laughs> 1,500 miles uh, and we finished at Land's End. Uh, it took us about yeah, seven weeks, but it also gave us a chance weeks. to see all of us. Yeah. We had a, a few weekends off to see uni friends from around the country that we've met over the uh, four years at uni. So, yeah, and that was a great experience. But, um, I mean, you you do a lot more miles on the um, the big bike challenge than we did in a day. I mean, what, you're doing about 100 a, a day or so for the first couple yeah, of years? Yeah, right? so, so this, um, this season we're going to cycle from Huddersfield to John Smith Stadium. So, being called John, John Smith, Smith hey. yeah, I'm, hey. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be stood there in front of the stadium. <laughs> John Smith, I'm, I'm going to get that photo. Um, yeah. It has to be done, yeah. So, I think on the Friday, uh, the, the game is on the Sunday. So, on the Friday, we're going to cycle about 100 odd miles down to, from Huddersfield down to Leicester. Uh, there's a few lumps in between there and then. Uh, I think we're going through the Peak District link. Um, certainly, yeah. we're, we're going through some lumps. I definitely know that. Uh, then on the Saturday, we go from Leicester down to Reading. Now, I know there's a massive lump looking at the route in between us and Silverstone. There's somewhere around Silverstone, there's a huge, huge lump, uh, which doesn't look very nice at all. So, <laughs> we're going to go over that. <laughs> and then on, on the Sunday, we get down to Reading, and then it's Reading. It's going to be an absolute mad dash. It's about 60-odd miles or 50-odd miles from Reading down to uh, St. Mary's. And if it's anything like last year, we'll just go for it. We'll just absolutely go for it. Um, it's the last day. Everybody's pumped up. You know you're going to get yeah. to St. Mary's. You're going to get there. And it's <clears throat> get down onto the pitch. See everybody waving at you. It's phenomenal. It just drives you on. It really does. It's brilliant. Amazing. Um, and also, you're, you're raising money for another charity called Scotty's Little Soldiers. Um, can you tell us yes, about Yes, sure. That? So I did um, about 15, 16 years in the Air Force. Uh, I'm 48 now. Uh, be 15 next year. So um, I decided that I needed to do something um, to, to achieve something big before my 50th year, if you like. And um, after I, I took up cycling last year, I was chatting to a friend of mine, Laura, uh, Laura's husband, Nick, was in the Air Force. He'd, he'd been out to Afghanistan three, four times. Um, he got blown up in Afghanistan, um, survived without a scratch, which is phenomenal. Um, he was a duty officer as I was leaving the Air Force a few years back. Um, but then when he came back from Afghanistan the last time, he, he began to have some sort of pains in his legs. 
they thought it could be multiple sclerosis or, or Parkinson's. Uh, sadly, it turned out to be cancer. So here's a guy that had, had gone through tours in Afghanistan and, and, and worked on typhoon squadrons. Absolute humorous guy to be struck down by cats. And sadly, it, it took him um, a few months after and uh, he was lost. So Laura turned to Scottish Little Soldiers, which was a, a charity set up by Nicky Scott. Her husband, Lee, uh, was, was in the tanks and he... Sadly, he was killed um, in Afghanistan back in 2009. So she set up this charity called Scottish Little Soldiers in His Honour. What that does is three things. It does things like smile. It, um, it helps kids out by making them smile, by good experiences. And this could be a day out, such as uh, um, Orton Towers, Legoland, etc. Or sending them um, birthday cards and Easter eggs or Christmas presents. Um, then it does things like strides, which it, it, it helps with um, their development, education development. You know, the kids will be given the opportunity to have grants or work experience with, you know, businesses that will look after kids like this. And then their support. Um, if you think about a military family, they go out, mum or dad could go off to war and can sadly not come back. These kids have... have got to deal with with that and so they offer bereavement and counselling and, and they offer any support they can to help the kids through this so Laura is a really really good friend of the family she um, she had two kids Tanithan and Ewan who were quite young um, they they'd obviously lost their, their dad and, and Laura became involved in the charity and um, and the charity have helped him um, Tanif is, is an A-star student. She's about to go through her GCSEs, as is my, my son, Ben. Uh, and Ewan's 12, 13, and, you know, he's, he's grown up to be a real good young lad. Um, both of them have, have dealt with their, the death of their father in different ways. But the charities at least enable them to do that. It's, the death of their parent hasn't been the end of their life. And that's the key thing, is it's given them an opportunity to build upon this adversity and to do something. Um, so it's not been the end of their life. They're at the beginning of their lives, and hopefully the charity will enable them to, to blossom and grow into something big in the future. Wow. Wow. Um, and you're, you're raising money for the um, Scottish Little Soldiers Foundation. Have you got... Um have you got a link on your Twitter page for this? Yeah, so it's, um, I have. It's on my Twitter page, on my pinned tweet. Um, so I, I'm on Twitter, it's not the real John. Um, so if anybody wants to go search me out, they'll find me. Or if they go look at notthereeljohn.blog, they'll find me anyway. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm going to cycle from Land's End to John O'Groats. Um, I, I decided, I don't know, I've become altruistic in the last 18 months and... I decided I'm going to help people out. I, I took up cycling last year, which is the first time in about 30-odd years. So I became a British cycling ride leader. Um, and because of that, I'm, I'm now going out and I'm, I'm taking people around the new forest out on rides, etc. And so what's going to happen is in September, I'm going to cycle from the Land's End. I'm going to go to Oakhampton, then I'm going to Bristol, then I'm going to go through Hereford, where I used to live at one point, through to Lempster, into Manchester, uh, where the Manchester we're going to hit Brit the home of British cycling, 
and hopefully we'll get a lap around the um, the velodrome there. And yeah. one or two of the Coronation Street actors are, are patrons of the um, of the charity. Steve McDonald, in particular, is. Uh, All right. So hopefully we'll, we'll try and get down to the cobbles and say hello to them. And from there on, <laughs> it's up through Cumbria, up through into Scotland, and it's about five days just cycling the hills of Scotland until I get through to John O'Groats. And we're... Wow, wow, wow. We're going to make sure it's about a thousand miles. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, how long is that going to take you, do you think? Um, we're going to do it about nine days. So roughly it's about 100 miles a day. Uh, I think one of the days is 80-odd miles. Two of the days is about 110 miles. But it's roughly about 100-ish miles a day, I'd like to think. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very, very heavy. So, um, yeah, if people want to make a donation, uh, how, how do they do that? One of the first things is, if you go to um, my notTheRealJohn.blog, the, the sort of headliner um, pinned blog is all about that. Um, then you've got my um, Just Giving. I'm justgiving.com, fundraising, slash Scotty Jog. So if you uh, search on Just Giving for Scotty Jog, you'll find me, and it's Mark and John's Jog for Scotties. So to give you a little bit of info, uh, Mark Traves is my co-rider. Um, Mark is a guy who works for British Cycling. Um, he was the main uh, ride leader for the big um, bike challenge last year. And uh, it was whilst we were on a bike ride after the challenge, uh, we were doing several laps of um, Thruxton airfield on our bikes. And I said, oh, I, I think I'm going to be doing Land Centre John O'Groats. And he went, well, I, I did a few, you know, bit of fundraising a couple of years back for um, Help for Heroes. So I don't think I'll ever do one again. And then told him about Laura, told him about the whole situation with the kids, and he went, yeah, come on, let's go and do it. So Mark yeah. is, uh, Mark's doing it. He's recovering you from an operation at the moment. So Mark, if you're listening, recover soon, mate, because I need you back out on the bike. Um, but yeah, so we, we've just started our fundraising. We're, I think we're about £115 at the moment. So it's still early days. Uh, wow. Of course, we'll... Um We'll put all the stuff up on our Twitter. Yeah, and we'll stick it in the show notes as well. Of course, yeah, we'll we'll put it on the show notes, put it on um, on Twitter, and do everything that we can to to help promote this as well. Appreciate it, lads. Appreciate it. Yeah, right behind you. Um, Yeah. So, um, as a Saints fan, um, do you get a chance to go to a lot of matches? Um, Yeah, I do and I don't. So... (laughs) This season, I actually had to forego my season ticket. Um, I last year I bought a Borman bike, which was it's a nice bike, uh, but it's a clunky old thing, if you like. Um, when I decided mm-hmm. I was going to do the big bike challenge, I had a choice of, of, of paying a lot of money for um, a carbon fibre bike or a season ticket. And so, because I, I knew what... And you thought, well, Mark Hughes is in charge, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if it had been Torquio out, it would have been, you know, it wouldn't be a choice. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> so, it, it, it was actually that, so it was the fact that Mark Hughes is in charge. Um, <laughs> so I decided... Uh, yeah, I'd rather go cycling every Saturday. Um, yeah, so I decided <laughs> to go and, um, you know, invest in a very expensive bike to do the uh, Land's End Challenge. Um, so I had to forego my season ticket this year. 
I'll probably buy another season ticket uh, next year. That said, been to the odd game this season. Um, so, yeah. It, they, they're playing a lot better than they were. Yeah. Well, the fact the fact that you said that you're probably going to renew it next year says, says it yeah. all, really, doesn't it? I mean, just, you know, enjoying going to the games again, especially under... Yeah, but you see, you, you know, we've, we've been spoiled. Um, you know, I've been following Saints now for several years, you know, decades. Uh, if you look at the last, I don't know, what, since, since Marcus took over the club, um, there, there was an atmosphere. We, we had several seasons of just going up and up and up, where every mm. Saturday you looked forward to it. It didn't make a difference what league we were in. It, we, it was something to enjoy, you know? The three points were yeah. there for the taking. Okay, we wouldn't get that three points every week, but it, it was exciting. It was just pure excitement. It was nice to know that we were in a match. Yeah, that's what football's about. You, you knew that you weren't scared of any team. Um, as we grew up through um, through League One and we got to the Championship, that the game, the Championship, you know, in my head, I can just see Ricky Lambert being lofted above on the pitch mm. to mm-hmm. Mary's. You know, so we we were sport. Yeah. We were absolutely sport for for three or four seasons, where it was just positive, 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 and then okay. And of course, the Johnson's paint as well. That was that was a massive highlight. Oh, the JPT. You know, the, the one thing that Saints mm-hmm. has done is it's allowed me to take both my kids to um, to Wembley. Uh, yes. And to see the JPT, to 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 see the the team do what they did. But we we got into so we got into the Premier League. We lost Nigel Atkins, which it hurt at the time, but then we replaced him with a manager who, to be honest, took us that little much more further forward. Uh, And then then we lose him to Spurs, which which hurts us, but then we replaced him with Koeman. And Koeman came in and and it was all positive football. So for for quite a few years, we had that positive football. And it just came crashing down to possession play. And then you... When Kruger come in. No, no, I, I don't think it was Kruger. I don't <laughs> think it was. I mean, that. I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you know, Kruger's role was was all about the business. It was all about hiring the profile. Mm. It was all about making Saints a brand. And and he was, he said, he kept saying that he was the go-between between the club and the owners. And yeah, that's he's very good at that. What he, what he was. He wasn't there to do the football. He was all about the brand. He was all about selling com, if you like. But mm-hmm. but the football-wise, all of a sudden, after Kubin, it just ground to halt. They, they sold their best players, they, so they sold uh, Mane and people like that, and we, we ended up playing this procession play. And, and it wasn't, it, it was the most unsexiest football going. You know, I think I would rather finish 10th in the league that season, but played sexy football compared to a boring nil-nil every week after... Mm. You know, yeah, and then and then Pellegrino, you know how how you can go backwards after Pure is beyond me in terms of sexy football. <laughs> but Pellegrino proved it was possible. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's quite laughable when you think about it now, isn't it? It's just, oh. And and but. you know, then you have the, Mr. Beleaguered um, Mark Hughes come in and. He does nothing but grind the odd result, which is enough to enable us to stay up, which I'll always be thankful to him for. Mm. 
but it's, it's so frustrating. But the contract? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I, I don't know, is, is Pardew still in contract in Newcastle? I'm not sure, is he? But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's one of those things where you pay so much more money for, for a manager who's just saves you, which, which is loyalty, I get that. But I'm, I'm glad that the decision was made to, you know, get rid of him when he did. And I'm glad the decision to put Ralph in when they did, because... Yeah, you just think, like, if they'd have left it a couple more weeks... Oh, yeah. Who knows? Well, yeah. the you know, the timing was right. It was absolutely spot on. Could have gone for Leicester or something like that. It does, yeah. it does show. It's all about the quality of the manager. It's all about the people. It, it, it's the tools. As a manager, you've got tools in front of you, and it's how you use them. Um, and he obviously, he knows how to motivate people. He can see slightly differently from, from Hughes, who is, is Mr. Neil Neil grinder out type person. So it's nice to see this in risky football. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that we're um, on the cusp of uh, something special again, like those heady days from the League One up through the Championship again? Do you think we're going to be in that feel-good era again? Yeah. I do and I don't. Um, I think I'm pragmatic. I, th- I think the fact is that whether whether we like it or not, Saints is a stepping stone for a lot of people. Um, it's going to be a stepping stone for the players that potentially go into the Champions League, and that's fine. I, I, I'm absolutely cool with that because that is what we are. We're, we're not a Champions League club, but we enable people to go on to that. Um, mm. As well as with managers, I'd like to think that None of our managers, like Ralph, are ever going to go to a Watford or Wolverhampton. No disrespect mm. to them. Um, but, you know, I think ambition-wise, Saints are, should be fighting for the Everton place. They should be fighting. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they should be top ten in between seventh place and tenth place. You know, that's... that's yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be happy with that. That's not our ambition. We, we should be fighting... For yeah, yeah. Got to be realistic. We're never going to be a Champions League because we just don't have the the cash behind us to do that. No, so a miracle. If yeah, if yeah. our manager goes on and he goes on to a Champions League club, can can you blame him? No, we wouldn't. Absolutely not. It's just you know it's coming, don't you? And sometimes it's just really really hard to say. It, it is. does. So, I mean, it, it shows that we're doing something right if we've got those. If that conveyor belt's running and our managers are going on to bigger clubs and our players are going on to bigger clubs, then yeah, it shows we're doing something right. Well, we're doing our job. We're part of the machine. You know, we are mm. the football yeah. machine. But the, the key thing is making sure that we, you know, we let them depart at the right time for them and us. Um, so. Ralph, I think, inevitably, will go on. And if he does, I really hope that he goes on to a much bigger and better club. But I hope he also holds Saints um, in his heart forever. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I, the only way's up for him. Yeah. So and that's hopefully. Where, where do you see us finishing next season then, John? Um, if we keep Ralph, and if we keep Redmond, and actually I'll say if we keep... Um, more powers. I, I think that we should be top ten. I think we should be tenth place. I do think we need to spend a little bit of money, yeah. and I think we're a bit light up front as well. So it depends if we can get some. Well, there's always talk about Shay Adams coming in. Someone else to help out Danny Ings. Because um, um, it's, it's clear that Austin isn't isn't the type of Hassan Hurtle player. 
No. Um, I think, yeah, a little, little bit of money, I think we can get that. I, I think we've really been lacking in terms of a, uh, an out-and-out striker for a few years. Since, since we lost mm. Pelé, we've not had a, mm. a striker who can score goals, you know? If you, if you think about anybody could pass the ball to Pelé, and you knew it was going to go in, in the net. We, we've struggled. Long, long to me, is, I love Long. He's an absolute mm. brilliant player, but he's got to be given um, the opportunity to run onto the uh, the goalkeeper. If you think about when Sims passed that ball to him, Anfield, and um, it was a phenomenal pass by Sims, who, who is coming on leaves and bounds. You know, Long... Yeah, yeah, we love Sims. He was gifted that goal because of Sims, and because Long scored a long goal. If he's got an opportunity to run on and it's one-on-one with the goalkeeper, Long's going to score that goal. If he's... In the middle of the box, he's surrounded by, you know, eight defenders. Long's not going to score the goal. And that's the sort of player Long is. So you, you need to have that team that can, that can really score the break. And if you think about for the last couple of seasons, all we've had is possession play. So it's, the ball gets bounced all the way up the top to the top third. And Long's not there. Long, Long doesn't have that room to run onto that ball. So in some respects, he, he's had a bit of bad press. It's because he's not that style of player that can score in a crowded box. He needs to have space to be able to run onto um, goal scores. So, yeah, we, we need to strengthen. Um, I like to think if we get an extra few million by, um, you know, potentially it's 51 points, I think we've got, uh, if we win every single game from now on. Um, a few extra million is going to help us. All right. I, I, I don't disagree, yeah. Um, okay, what about. Um, Games next week, we got Watford and Bournemouth. Can I have your predictions on those two games? Um, two really tight games. You know, Watford are a good unit at the moment. Um, and, you know, as, as an outsider, you think Watford, you'd be play, playing above the station. Um, They've got FA Cup final to play as well, though. So they do. Are they oh, going to yeah. be thinking of that? Yeah, they are. Um, and, I, you know, they've they're not going to get you rope, are they? Let's face it. So, what, Watford, if anything, they're going to they're going to use the FA Cup final. They're going to hopefully preserve players. I I think that every single game from now on, they're all winnable. I, I think that absolutely definitely yeah. we're going to get a few points. We, we should get at least six points in the next few games. Uh, Watford could be a one nil, could be a one 0 It's difficult to say. Um, they're a good team. Bournemouth, again, you know, Eddie Howe is, is a quality manager. He's got a good team. And, and they play on morale. They, they play really, really well. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good grudge match. It's, to me, it's still not a derby. Uh, no. <laughs> no. But I, I, think, I think they can do this. I think it could be a 1-0 or it could be a 1-0 again. It's, it's too tight. Too tight to call. But I think there's points to be had there, though. Okay, brilliant stuff. Right, okay, I think, um, is there anything else? Um, no, know? just, yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, telling your story. And, um, yeah, we'll uh, put all the links out and um, just encourage everyone to support you uh, on, on your big bike ride. And thank you for what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, so, um, if you visit his, his uh, blog at nottherealjohn.blog, and you can find him on Twitter at not the real John. That's John with no H. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so, yeah, from me and Kev, thank you so much for coming on, and of course we'll, um, we'll do what we can Brilliant. to promote. Well, look, really appreciate it, lads, um, and just look forward to uh, Ace playing the Premiership and being an exciting season next season. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.